He's white. He can't be in black. He's white. Chance, when you see this movie, you're gonna love this bit. You're gonna retroactively. Yeah, it's a really good bit. Be like, this is the greatest bit of all. I'm time. excited. Yeah, I need to. I do need to watch that movie. Yeah, Little Miss Sunshine's great. It's. Uh, yeah. I watched it with Dean and Megan and some other friends, like in the midst of COVID, and it was a wonderful time. We all had a it's great like time. fun little. It's a fun little jaunt. Uh, there's like a gay character back when like having a gay character was like a, like that's how you knew the movie was quirky, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This is like what? Like the mid two thousands. Yeah. It's like, Oh wow. We're getting a little, a little loose and goosey with it. Eh? With this, <laughs> this uh, kind of gay guy. Yeah. It, it was Steve Carell before he became, you know, the most annoying person's favorite actor. So mm-hmm. it, it's very, very wonderful. This is, yeah. This is I well before just... welcome to Marwin yeah god that movie's awesome we that movie rules we should watch I, that for the show i was time. actually i've never seen it it looks so bad what it is kind of, like it's a fucking bizarre film don't worry about it chance we'll just watch it with you it'll it, be fun. it's a movie of steve carell playing with dolls everyone has a place here in marlin maybe the dolls should stay in the car i never go anywhere without my backup mm-hmm. it, oh it, he's, he's not he's about doing... It's not about Elder Scrolls 3. No, it's not Welcome to Morrowind. <laughs> Although, uh, I no, didn't it, know they made a movie. I was excited for a moment. You got me all hyped up. No, it's, it's Steve Carell doing adult Lego therapy, basically. And somebody oh. thought this was going to be the greatest yeah. movie and of the, all like time. They make him go to court and they're like suing him for being a weird guy. <laughs> You're it's too like good a... at Lego. You're too good at Lego. Synecdoche. Synecdoche. Schenectady. Yeah. So, yeah, Skinnamarink, New York. I, yeah, I, I, you know what? We really we should find a way to watch Welcome to Marwin. We'll we'll come up with some bullshit reason. Yeah, that why sounds we should good. Watch. To me. You know, like how Welcome to Marwin portends the twenty twenty four Canadian federal election or whatever. We'll mm-hmm. figure something out. We'll find some bullshit reason to watch Steve Carell play with his dollies. Or we should maybe that's a good bet. It's like, folks, we finally went and saw the Dolly movie everyone's been talking about all summer. <laughs> <laughs> We did it. We finally did it. We finally saw the Dolly movie. (laughs) We're all going to show up to Welcome to Marwin with like army outfits on. Like Chance is going to dress like a baker. I'm going to wear like a bomber jacket. It's going to be perfect. No, I'm going to dress like an Elder Scrolls NPC. I've been better. I hope things get better. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, hello. How are you today? I've been better. How about you? I've been better. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go in full dark elf blackface. Yeah, Ch- Chance's upper body is going to turn an unnatural angle as his legs start walking away. <laughs> that's how I felt. <laughs> hey, folks, that's how I felt when they announced uh, Vivek was running for president. Am I right? That's uh, a Morrowind NPC. No one knows who Vivek Ramaswamy is. <laughs> That's what like, do you mean? He's you're climate the, change was the he's, wait, he's the future I president. I think you're the one person, Chance, because you thought he was the same kind of Indian as you. I'm assuming <laughs> I got hyped up. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, yeah, there's an Indian guy running. <laughs> you know, his views are kind of problematic, but like life on the res is tough. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it pushes you to do crazy yeah. things. I understand him want, not wanting any immigrants. Yeah, it know? just makes sense sometimes. Yeah. You know, we, he was here first, after all. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's weird we did like this is like the kind of racism christopher columbus did <laughs> we're, we're getting the, we're getting them mixed up again 
uh, <laughs> what's old is new again and uh sorry welcome to your late late capitalism I show stop folks. laughing also. but welcome to marlin that's such an autistic thing to focus on <laughs> this movie that nobody saw that came out like december 2019 i i never i've never stopped thinking about welcome to marlin did you see it i think it's such like, a did no, you go to theater? no i did no not see it. it but they, they had i remember when it was out they had like the a big like cardboard standee <laughs> yeah. of steve carell with all of the dolls yeah. and i thought it was oh so God. cool yeah. yeah, I don't want to. I don't want any spoilers. I don't think there is much to spoil about it. It's a guy. Yeah, no, you just got to go into bl- this. It's as a guy blind who plays with can. his dollies. I'm just, oh, 2018. So it was not quite pre-COVID. You know, December 21st, 2018. Robert Zemeckis. That's crazy. That's a crazy name to be. Attached yes. To yeah. Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. The Polar Express. Oh my God. Welcome the to Marwin. for this is so bad. It's Steve Carell sitting next to a little mini Steve Carell. This is oh, whole, this God. is like fetish deviant art quality poster. It, that's the thing. That like that is the and like that's the thing about this this Welcome to Marwin guy is that he does have like a pretty specific harmless yeah. fetish. And like the movie's like, well this is a story about hope and individuality, uh, but in actuality, it is a story about getting your rocks Chance, off. I'm just going to read you this one little excerpt. Yeah, please. Uh, so there's there's a breakdown of actors in their real life, you know, uh, equivalent. So so here's the here's the the little couple sentences. Actor Steve Carell, real life character, live action. Mark Hogenkamp, an aspiring artist who was beaten nearly to death by five men for expressing his fetish for women's shoes, and creates a miniature village called Marwin. What? Those, those are the. <laughs> that, that's most of the movie. So, uh, Chance, I want you to guess the budget for this film, which has like live action and like animated sequences in it. It's not well, like it's not a hundred million dollars. I'll tell you, it's less than that. Okay, like twenty ninety nine like twenty five mil. Uh, more than twenty five, not as high as ninety nine. Double double that twenty five. So about fifty, 50 million dollars. I want you to guess how much money it made. <laughs> uh like Ooh. did it break a million it broke a million yes that's good that's good that would have been very funny uh <laughs> it made 13.1 million dollars oh my god <laughs> how does you know it take- when wow. they say an investment's wow. a risk that's exactly what they're talking about <laughs> yeah this was this is pre-nfts like the mark maybe that's that if it had come out later they yeah. could even had little marlin oh nfts you oh, could have been, been little marlin. monkeys if I could have bought the Janelle Monet uh, doll for my own Janelle, self in my own wallet, Janelle Monet Marwin doll, yeah, I gotta yeah, read more. That would have been really big for action. me. Oh, Marwin. Okay, so it was in. Hey, here's the connection. Marwin Call is a miniature town in Kingston, New York, folks. Ooh, oh, it's done. Connections. Well, now, yeah, th- now we and have we to can watch compare it. and contrast. We, we, we figured yeah, it out. Yeah, like this is. Uh-huh. Like, you know, how does our Kingston compare now, to... Wait, wait. Yeah, ha- how do all the plastic women of our Kingston compare? Now, Dean, I, I have... Uh, this is called a layup in comedy. Yeah. Uh, n- do uh-huh. that movie... Do a scene from that movie, but if it was actually in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, huh? Uh... Hi, I'm Steve Carell, and I'm smoking weed. I've moved to Kingston, Jamaica. 
uh, in hopes that no bigots will <laughs> beat me beat up for being kind of fruity <laughs> with it. I figured their fruit grew here, so I was sort of in a safe zone. I don't know if area. he's being fruity with good. it. I mean, he's he's obsessed with like women's shoes. You know, not necessarily wearing them. He's just like. You know, he's got a shoe thing. I I would consider anyone who doesn't conform exactly to my standards of living as being. Oh my fruity. god, this is True. also something worth investigating. Unable to avoid, unable to afford therapy, he created his own memory by building a six scale model of a World War II era Belgian town. This is what people will do when they can't afford therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's cool. Like uh, I get, we got, we should talk about yeah. this movie if we actually want to watch it. I don't yeah. the show. Where Otherwise, is it available? It's not like you're. Oh, I, who cares? It's not like no, no. But I'm saying it's not like you're going to like BitTorrent and you're like, oh, welcome to Marwood. It's like zero seed results. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone who torrents movies would bother torrenting Welcome to Marwood. Oh, I must say, I I am rallying. I I need to take a stand against the FBI. And I'm going to start today. Okay. Because finally, I know I I've always been a huge backer of the Federal Bureau of Intelligence mm. investigations. investigations, and now I'm really upset because they took down my favorite movie torrenting site, oh. and it's like I'm absolutely screwed, and now I have to get everything in Russian, and I'm sad about it. God, you know what? I I might have to buy a DVD. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm doing research especially with your yeah. site being taken down i really am gonna have to resolve to i think it's more embarrassing to buy a welcome to marwin dvd than it is to like buy just about anything oh like way more embarrassing like this is like going to buying like fetish attire in a non-fetish shop setting you know <laughs> like this is <laughs> oh my god i would not be able you mean spirit yeah, Halloween. i would not be able to look at the poor 16 year old girl in the eye walking up with welcome to marwin i feel like i should be executed by a sniper shot you have to say like i came here only for this yeah this uh, is this what i'm for me for. this is for my friends yeah yeah i'm so They're glad gone. you have this i've been searching everywhere are your friends little dolls no <laughs> five guys beat me nearly to death get them <laughs> they see me walking out of the best buy with my copy well that's why the movie didn't make any money because they were yeah. just like groups of roving standing outside waiting for anyone to buy a ticket get them boys <laughs> they're beating think... these moviegoers down with like mannequin arms do you think the model train guy <laughs> is completely dead now do you think there's a model train oh, guy still? Yeah, 100%. I have... Z oh, you say, well, yeah, I, but yeah, do yeah. you know a model train guy? Yeah, I literally, if I had the money, would be a model train guy. There's point me, point me to mind. a model train guy, and I'll show you. Yes, uh, there's still... Well, it's just that, that they all do, like, train simulator games. Oh, it's not yeah. just like, that, though. Yeah. They, they, they're still yeah, out Yeah, like, there. I went to... I'm pretty sure my family was, like, driving through... It was, like, a summer vacation, like, 20... Not even... Not 20 years ago. Actually, not far off. Probably, yeah, like, 20 years ago. And, like, it was in New Brunswick, and... The place next to the hotel we were staying was hosting like a model train convention and it was massive and it was just like huge like model layouts everywhere yeah that sounds yeah, sick i would love to go to one of those I, I think the model train guys still exist but they're keeping it low key they're keeping it under wraps maybe know? the reason why i think model train guys are dead is because dean hasn't like full fully bought into it just yet in his life mm. brother with what money am i buying yeah, i want can you please 
I'll I'll start a GoFundMe for you to fulfill your destiny. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Get my yeah. friend trained. Yeah, well, we can tell we can tell the the woman that it's like a, a wedding. Yeah, or a it's for the fund, wedding, and then she just every comes gift in, we give, and I've got like. <laughs> The entire Tokyo subway system laid out on the kitchen. Every gift we give is railroad tracks. That's just so Dean Dean can plan a <laughs> chemical attack after his favorite relief. <laughs> He's like, honey, I joined this cool Japanese religion. <laughs> They've got some crazy ideas about the end of the world. <laughs> this is how we initiate our four-pronged attack on the Tokyo rail system. Yeah. Shouts out yeah. to Om Shibu. But, but I... <laughs> But I, I don't get enough money, so my chemical attacks are just like I put wasabi in people's food. <laughs> yeah, just green horseradish. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, truly the most focused start to any podcast in human history, <laughs> as we've exclusively talked about some variant of model, be it doll or train, for <laughs> nearly fifteen yeah. minutes. Any other kinds of models you guys want? Oh, to yeah, cover? supermodels. Am I right? I'll, I'll cover them. Yeah. Well, I I folk I'd like to to uh, un- uncover them. In what way? Like yeah, you know, like as a detective or like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like try to figure out their. I true feel identities. like who, who who's the guy who wrote that book with Bill Clinton, James Patterson. I feel like there's a James Patterson book about like a supermodel murder mystery. You know. Oh, who, I, 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 hope, Banks. Yeah. I hope Bill Clinton yeah. is the detective. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who who is the bird that hit uh, Fabio on the roller coaster? Uh, it appears this woman's been had sex with <laughs> just Bill Clinton walking in. <laughs> Bill yeah. Clinton walking into like a dressing room totally naked. <laughs> yeah. uh, Everyone can hear what yeah. he's saying. Just, uh, I'm investigating the case. I haven't had sex with you. <laughs> just the whole, yeah. I wonder, you got to imagine when he was writing that book with James Patterson, you know, the president is missing featuring Bill Clinton. You got to imagine how much was cut, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. I would, yeah. I just love to sit in on those conversations where they're like hashing it out. Yeah. I think the president should have sex with 40 women. <laughs> no, Bill. I think the president should put a cigar out in a woman's breasts. It's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why they had to rely on Obama and Biden. You know, they they can't make Bill Clinton the cuddly presidential figure like they, you know, cool Uncle Joe like they could with Joe Biden because it's like Joe Biden is many things, but I don't think you could say he's like outwardly extremely horny. You know, right? I don't know if it works. No. There. Yeah, we we don't know. He might be, or he's one of those guys that's just extremely horny for his wife, where he's like. What if he has? What if he has a whole room just for like Viagra, like some old oh. people do? They're like, yeah, this is my Viagra closet. Yeah, like even like you know, into like 2020 when we were all talking about like him like sniffing, yeah. uh, you know, heads and whatnot. I don't even think that's like overtly sexual no. for him. I think it's just sort of like a lich king trying to like absorb. It's like a hound dog or something. Yeah. It's close to like a hound dog. Maybe he was like trying to find the evidence to something else. Maybe he was like. Oh. Doing an investigation. Hey, man. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, every president should have one. Like, if if you're the president and you haven't solved, like, a couple yeah, mysteries you before crime. your second term, like, what the fuck's yeah, going on? Yeah, it's part on? of the prerequisite. Yeah, I, f- I feel like FDR yeah. had, like, many clue-like shenanigans, you know? I'm just... Oh Bill my Clinton's... god! Yeah, that man was a walking well, Agatha Christie. Speaking of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. 
yeah. hang on it, it, like you know uh joe biden couldn't find a, a scandal to try to find so it ended up being the laptop which was yeah. great he planted the laptop he doesn't even know what a hunter's <laughs> yeah doing. he yeah. planted the laptop to be like oh man i gotta figure this one out look mac you're you're not gonna understand but in 30 years time they're gonna be talking about how you smoke crack so you gotta start now <laughs> joe biden <laughs> forcing hunter to smoke cracks he knew this would benefit him in the long run <laughs> he sits him down at the kitchen table when he's eight i want you to smoke that he whole literally thing. pulls it like an old dirty <laughs> bastard and he's like he's like this is what your dad does every day uh, I, like it, now. I like the idea of joe biden big anti-drug crusader like confiscating crack from somebody and yes making his son po- smoke the whole pack <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, just to prove that you don't yeah. like it that'll but teach you hey man look you know we don't get to choose which cars we wax you know sometimes <laughs> when the longest car pulls up you're the one who's up whose turn it is to wax it <laughs> he's just like Hunter's just like staring agape at his father. <laughs> Bo, I, I was supposed to give you this heart medication from the future. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Joe Biden time traveling. <laughs> yeah, no, he he just makes his son Bo do all the infinity. Yeah, he does all the uppers. Yeah. Hunter does all he's, the downers. He's like, I came back in the future from the future, Max. I heard you were a strong warrior. You never made it to the battle. You died of a heart condition. <laughs> Just the, the Android saga starring Joe Biden really does have some legs. To it. I, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a stupid thought. No one has ever thought, what if Joe Biden was in the second arc of Dragon Ball Z? But now, now we have. We've thought about it. And he'd be future Trunks. Okay. Well, here here's the question: Is like who is Kamala in this? Uh, Kamala, I <laughs> I was gonna say she's Android nineteen, the little fucking creepy circus clown she's, looking one. She's she's Frieza. totally useless. <laughs> she's Frieza. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, it's the <laughs> yeah, it's me. All, all of her laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Frieza was like to the point. Do not for- come. Frieza could absolutely string a sentence together, though. Kamala cannot. <laughs> so I learned the other day, uh, listening to a different program, that the U.S. ingests 80% of the world's opiates. And I think that's insane. That's sick. And it it makes so much more sense to me now, seeing videos <laughs> of like all of their politicians, all the hogs on TikTok, like just people talking and content creators and like everything that comes out of the u.s i'm like oh everybody's fucking dope everyone's really fucked up like on opiates which would be a cool thing in any other country i mean kamala's having like 75 percent of that 80 like every single time she talks what the fuck is happening for us at every moment in time and certainly this one to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. Uh, and I think Joe is, yes, the other 25%. Like, I'm going to say, like, 80% of all opioid consumption is just in the Biden White House. <laughs> it's the White House? Yeah. That's why it's sick. It's like, we're not going to smoke smoke weed here. Not a chance. But we are going to hand everybody eight or nine perks every single day you come in. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking, <sighs> of, speaking of perks, uh, I know that... Our good friend Douglas Ford has been throwing out a lot of perks to his buddies recently. And I know that uh, Dean has some insight as into this, right? 
Yeah, uh, well, uh, insight, uh, as much as this show has ever provided, maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're, it's, it's the Greenbelt uh, episode. We're, we're going to be acknowledging some land. Uh, so, so strap in. <laughs> That's up. what it is. It's actually um, a land acknowledgement. The whole situation. Yeah. They're, they're trying to throw a white boy down because he's just trying to get some land back. Am I right, folks? You got it. <laughs> exactly exactly uh so i i figured i like the the ongoing uh you know just evisceration of the green belt uh is you know psychically taxing for for many myself included uh, but i figured i'd take a, us on a little trip down memory lane here uh and sort of just talk about what the green belt actually is uh how long it's been around, like what the deal is. So uh, this this green belt of ours uh, is this protected area, uh, mostly made of farmland and other natural areas that surrounds the Golden Horseshoe. Uh, so this green belt in its entirety is about 2 million acres of land uh, for my geography heads out there. That's like roughly the size of Puerto cool. Rico on your Mercator projection. Uh and about seventy or sorry, seven hundred thousand uh, acres of that is forest, meadows, wetland, uh, like natural areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this golden horseshoe, uh, which is green belted, uh, is the most developed and popular uh, populated area in the country. Uh, it's named because it's sort of like a horseshoe shape, uh, hugging the western shore of Lake Ontario. Uh, so to the north, it goes all the way to Peterborough. Uh, oh, fuck. Let me take that again. Uh, to the north, it goes all the way to Barrie. Oh, okay. uh, to the south, down to the Niagara region. Uh, west, it ends in Guelph. And to the east, it ends in Peterborough. Uh, and according to the latest census data, this is from a couple years ago, uh, 9.7 million people, which is over a quarter of Canada's whole population, live in this golden horseshoe Damn. Uh, kingston blessedly is not uh in that area and as such will hopefully not be in the blast zone whenever uh the bombs eventually drop <laughs> uh so the green belt uh is broken down into three different uh land classifications the first uh and the primary focus of the green belt legislation is protected farmland Uh, So this is like prime agricultural land, very productive land, specialty crop areas like the Niagara wineries uh, and other rural areas that have just been prevented from being rezoned away from agriculture into like industrial or residential or what have you. Um, The second protected area is the Oak Ridges Moraine. Uh, Jesse, do you know what a moraine is? I know what a meringue is. A meringue? No, not quite. Uh, that that folks that might make you a, a moron if you don't know. Okay, a all right, Dean. Whatever. Fuck folks. you. Uh, <laughs> so it's a it's a geological landform uh, that is basically just a massive pile of boulders and debris that was dropped by a glacier. That's basically everything. All of Ontario uh, was under ice. Uh, multiple times the latest of which was the wisconsin glacial episode that ended about eleven thousand years ago uh and while that glacier melted away and retreated back north it dropped all of these boulders that became the oak ridges moraine uh 
Today, the moraine is the second largest contiguous forested area in southern Ontario. Uh, It's the source of dozens of headwater streams that flow through the Golden Horseshoe, through all these populated areas, into Lake Ontario. Uh, Has tons of really precious water hidden in aquifers, uh, aquifers underneath the moraine. Uh, and also has some of the last remaining oak savanna habitat on the planet. Um, last but not least here, we have the third protected area under the green belt, and that is uh, my own Niagara Escarpment. Mm. Uh, so Niagara Escarpment uh, is not just in Niagara region. It stretches 750 clicks all the way up to the tip of the Bruce, Bruce Peninsula on Georgian Bay, uh, and then down to the, the throbbing nether region that is Niagara Falls. Um, and I really cannot overstate how bizarre and one of a kind this landmass is. Uh, it has the greatest biological diversity in the country, more than any rainforest in BC, more than any like grassland in the prairies. We've got 300 bird species, 55 mammals, 90 different fish, three dozen different reptiles and amphibians. Uh, it's like just the the composition of the land. It's got like these sheer limestone cliffs uh, and like the temperate climate that we have in Ontario. It's like unlike anything else on the planet. Uh, and as such, it hosts like over 100 different floral species that scientists have uh, deemed of special interest. Uh, that goes like from as small as like tiny little ferns that can only be found within like a five kilometer area of Niagara Falls. Uh, just like that only within those conditions on tops of boulders do they grow. Um, and then you also have millennia old cedars that grow on the escarpment uh, that are likely the oldest trees in the province. Uh, one more little, cause I'm such a fanboy of this escarpment. Uh, factoid is uh john muir the father of the conservation movement in america cut his teeth documenting the wildflowers along the escarpment uh because he came up to canada to dodge the draft during the civil war uh so so sick you know is that woke is that based uh i'll I'll let you decide um i mean anyway he he came so that's what the canada to avoid killing americans so no it's it's not based i think is my ruling yeah that's fair. Uh, he also like was was dodging the union draft. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. He's that kind of guy. Okay. Well, he just didn't want to fight. You know, he's not a fighter. He's, he's a valid. lover. I I I respect anyone who does not want to go to war. Uh, no, because uh, I don't either. This podcast. Little do people know when you listen to it, especially if you download it, you are actively agreeing to be conscripted. To whatever war comes up next. <laughs> That's true. They, they do, we do have the data. Mm. CFRC has sold the data of who downloads the show to the Canadian government. And yes, all of you yeah, are... Yeah, basically anyone who does is just deemed a worthless person. Yeah, that that's right. Is expendable. You will be sent to RMC to be drowned in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> As they are wont to do. <laughs> but yeah, that that's what the green belt is. Uh really like sort of a triumph of like if there's anything worth a damn in this country mm-hmm. whatsoever 
uh, it's the land on which uh, that that was stolen, on which it was built, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just having even this like the minimal tiny protections that the green belt offers like because again like over 80 percent of the green belt is just farmland like it's not this like haven of wildlife and natural splendor uh but it's the best we got uh and um it all started uh if you believe uh what the drones at wikipedia will tell you uh with the speech of the throne uh, given by Dalton McGinty in like 2013, uh, where he floats the idea of protecting farmland around the Golden Horseshoe area. Uh, of course, this is a vast oversimplification of uh, you know centuries and m- millennia of uh, land use in this region, uh, going from like the activist organizations petitioning that the the escarpment be protected as early as the 1940s to of course the indigenous folks who were stewards of this land for thousands of years and did a pretty bang up job i would argue until whitey came along um somebody's sucking up to chance all right (laughs) yeah i'm feeling pretty giddy right now (laughs) i'm rolling my eyes very visibly I'm just saying, how many fern species did you, you folks I'll, drive I'll to do extinction? It this afternoon. Fewer, oh, I would argue. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, me or Chance? <laughs> I, I've I've personally driven like eight or nine to extinction. Because how did how did you? I just put, that? pick the leaves off and wipe my butt with them, <laughs> and, and then I throw <laughs> the leaves back on the plant, and the plant just like withers and dies, as if it was hit by mustard gas. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I, I like to do that. I thought that was fine. Like, I, I was told by our lovely premier that that is what I should be doing. I'm literally paid thousands of dollars a day to just go around and ruin various flora and fauna. You know, Dean, talking about all the farmland that exists in this area, what if, mm-hmm. and you know, you might feel bad after I make this point to you. So take the time to prepare yourself, Snowflake. What if uh, yeah. Doug Ford is attempting to you know, take this land, this green belt. You know, you mentioned it's all farmland. What if this is the farm upstate people send their pets to and you never see them again? <gasps> oh, and what if he's like, true. I'm gonna build I'm gonna build a road to this farm and I'm gonna find the hamster that I had in nineteen sixty three. I'm gonna free him. <laughs> they're so, they're trying yeah. to they're trying to stop like a pet cemetery situation and they're like, <laughs> We need to get rid of this. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, this is he's, bad he's gonna he's gonna use like a backhoe and dig a 90 foot wide hole and bury his dead brother in it to bring him back <laughs> my first thought was that he was gonna pull like a zimbabwe or like a south africa and it's like sorry farmers quote unquote you can't be here anymore yeah he's just gonna well, i mean that's probably what he's going to end up doing <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean he's just he's gonna do it for the sake of developers like yeah, they're, they're going to find some bullshit reason to. Uh, and it, it it's funny because, you know, it's it's history of beating itself. But this time it's white people being driven off the land. So now <laughs> it's just, everything north of Caledon just gets collectivized. Yeah, now we can care because it's white people being driven off their land for the sake of building <laughs> houses and infrastructure. So n- now the yeah, time is right. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to start saying that your your pets were all taken to a suburb upstate. Yeah. And, and that's fine because we can destroy every suburb. You know, I'm just saying 
saying they went to a farm upstate is very irresponsible of parents for the last 40 years. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look at the situation. Yeah, we're now in the now. chickens have come home to roost and not so good. <laughs> yeah. But the, the green belt act uh, was officially signed into law uh, by the libs uh, in 2005. Uh, almost immediately uh, there were calls uh, from honest, hardworking realtors <laughs> and land developers to abolish this act. Uh, they were they whined uh, a lot about the lack of affordable housing that they had no intention yeah. of creating themselves. Yeah, but you know, theoretically, the someone yeah, could. you know, realtors love to provide affordable housing. <laughs> yeah, it's their favorite thing to sell houses yeah. for cheap. Yeah. They love when they they don't make as much money selling the house. Um, in 2017, Kathleen Wynn basically told all these developers and the other talking heads uh, who were complaining about uh, housing uh, to kick bricks, uh, saying uh, in a sort of uh, cool thing to say that she'd rather see the green belt expanded than shrunk. Uh, That's how you could tell she was getting desperate. She was actually trying to like yeah. appeal to people. <laughs> she was like actually yeah saying yeah. things that were cool. Uh, but... Um, there's been uh, a number of nonprofit groups uh, have looked into this, uh, most notably Environmental Defense. Very cool. Environmental Defense, please hire me. Uh, who have noted uh, that there are about 45,000 acres of undeveloped land uh, in the hellhole that is the Toronto Hamilton area. Uh, and that could host over 100,000 new homes, uh, probably a fair bit more if we weren't doing fucking single family units like goddamn yeah. freaks but neither here nor there um all this undeveloped land that is not protected uh that has been zoned and approved for residential building uh that has nothing built on it it's just sitting there uh but we we have to turn our eyes to uh you know the the choicer cuts of meat further north i guess uh which brings us to uh today with the the ford developments i haven't really followed uh every twist and turn of this saga very closely uh again mostly just for my own uh you know psychic fortitude uh but uh i've heard it's, it's pretty bad i've heard it's not great yeah you're not kidding it's it's um just to lay the groundwork like we know of politicians obviously taking money into their pocket to help their buddies who make more money so that they can then get more money essentially you know legalized bribery to make things happen of course this happens all the time uh but very seldomly does it happen to the scale that uh or or rather does it it happens to the scale quite often but not it doesn't happen like in writing like that these things are happening or as blatantly open to the public to view the spectacle of, you know, this organized bribery of politicians happening. Well, it's organized crime. Like, let's just call it what it is. Like, mm -hmm. these are people that are, are spending money for the express purpose to, like, break laws that protect people and protect the environment. I mean, yeah. this is like a Chinatown level of corruption, like eminent domain. We're going to destroy your house for a freeway levels of insane. 
and yeah, it's just like happening and it's, it's happening against the backdrop of like all sorts of other dismantlings of like public services and, you know, attacks on public union. It's once again, this is their big thing of being like, yeah, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's being so, uh, not sly about it that it becomes incredibly insulting as like a member of the public to witness Mm -hmm. because you're like, you're not even putting in the, because they know that they can get away with this. So it's like, you're not even putting in the effort to like be a sneaky evil man, like behind the smoke screen, like to, to be a villain hidden in your lair. Like you're very publicly mocking everyone basically. No, it's like the, the temerity it takes to be like, able to do this and then just walk around in public and be like oh yeah like everything is fine nothing will happen to me it's like <laughs> we uh, this per- like the people involved with this should be at bare minimum being tarred and feathered every time they leave the house like at bare minimum yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. you are committing eco atrocities and yes i do sentence you to a lifetime in the green inferno yeah it like it's it like it's beyond frustrating but like the I, I don't even know where to start maybe like with the fact that uh say uh these people are successful uh and do uh take gra- vast swaths of the green belt and turn it into etobicoke 2 uh then <laughs> like the the doing so is will destroy so much like like riverine areas and wetland that are essential to like the functioning of like the surrounding agricultural land uh to uh preventing the like the flooding that will only increase again as this climate continues to warm uh and weather patterns get more and more erratic um you know just this summer it's been like weirdly cool and then we had like before that we had all the smoke uh and the fires and like it's it's just mm. gonna get even more bizarre but yeah just like you know it's like the the ontarian equivalent of building beachfront property in miami right now <laughs> you know like you're building on top of swamps uh and then you're gonna act surprised when it all floods and and it's all based or rather the big lie about uh this type of development is like Dean said earlier, which is that with building these residential areas, um, they are able to somehow help the market bubble that is currently huge regarding the cost of like living in Ontario. They're like, Oh, you guys are, are essentially being NIMBYs quote unquote. That's getting thrown around a lot as if nothing's, a miss um, regarding these developments uh, because, and, and the problem is, is that they're trying to spin it around on the public and say uh, your nimbyism is going to increase the market cost of housing. Uh, so we need to develop in these places uh, in order to mitigate that. And the problem with that is that that's always been the argument and it has never helped. No, ever. Right. Like why, why should we take these people it, at their word? It's just like putting a lane on the freeway. Yeah, it's like also, yeah. they're saying this in the midst of them being responsible for the prices. It's like, oh, like if you let us build somewhere yeah. else, we promise, we pinky promise, it yeah. won't be expensive to live there. 
Just take our yeah, word. It's like, it's like landlords saying they don't charge as much as they possibly could for an apartment. <laughs> yeah. It's literally the same thing. It's like that's what you're going to – you're always going to take the highest market evaluation you possibly can. Yeah. Why would you sell for less? Why would you not try to make as much money as possible? Like also, you're not going to just start building affordable housing. Going back to the notion of affordable housing – yeah, with those undeveloped areas in like Hamilton, Toronto, guess where there's a lot of people that are living on the street in highly urbanized populations. Building houses in like the middle of an agricultural area isn't going to mitigate homelessness, isn't really going to provide affordable no. housing because it's not rural populations by and large that are most impacted. What it provides is the wealthy an yeah. escape from having to look at homeless yeah, people. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. It, it's complete. It's an argument that falls apart. Once again, the very second you put any thought into it where it's like, why would it be affordable housing if it's in the middle of like Niagara on the lake? Who the fuck is going to live in affordable housing on Niagara on the lake? Oh, is this for like millionaires that only have $1 million as opposed to 30? Like, shut the fuck mm -hmm. up. Like, all yeah. of you people should be nothing but bullet outlines on a wall. So, but so I have a timeline of events uh, for the Greenbelt controversy during Doug Ford's, um, you know, Great run. residing reign of terror on the green belt. Dean, did you have more or is it okay? Oh, no, I'll, I'll just pepper in my, my really insightful comments. Okay. So November 4th, 2022, Municipal Affairs and Housing Minister Steve Clark announces via news release that Ontario would remove 7,400 acres in 15 different areas of the green belt while adding 9,400 acres elsewhere in order to build 50,000 homes. It contradicted a pledge he, Steve Clark, made in 2021 not to open up the green belt to any kind of development. So he said that. Whoops. And he's just like, oh, just just get one year yeah, later. And also, I just want to like comment on this, uh, like, oh, we're, well, we're going to add more things to the green belt. Yeah. Uh, which is like the the biggest fucking shell game ever. Like, oh, this other land that like is further away from the GTA yeah. that we don't want to uh, that would like w no one had any intention of developing at any point. We're gonna just add that to the green. It'll belt, mitigate uh, and yeah. say, yeah, like oh, we're even Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, November eleventh. So about seven days later. Uh, CBC reports that the landowners who stand to benefit from the Greenbelt land removals include prominent developers and that one purchase happened as recently as September. So that means two months before an announcement was made, somebody had already made a purchase for uh, lots regarding this major change in the Greenbelt. Jeez, that's that's a big coincidence. That's good timing. <laughs> Yeah, was, it, like I, these savvy business owners, like I understand why they're getting a leg up. Yeah, it's like it's when Nancy of... Pelosi bought <laughs> yeah. like a GPU share stock. Yeah. <laughs> it's or, like, you know, all that money that happened to just blow up in the Pentagon on that certain date that we're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> all, all the military, uh, like all the high generals' wives who mm. uh, somehow figured out that they should short airlines yeah. on yeah. Uh, September. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Life's just full of quinky dinks when you think about it. 20 uh, days later after the CBC releases this report, uh, Clark says publicly that he did not tip off any developers ahead of announcing changes <laughs> to the green belt 
Oh, well, that solves that. <laughs> Doug Ford said the same yeah, thing okay. the next day. Yeah. No, my aides <laughs> did. I, I, <laughs> I don't send the emails. It's literally mafia shit, right? Like, yeah. I, I got I got goons that are doing that part. Um, January 6th. So, blessed day for the people. <laughs> yeah. One of the coolest yeah. days of human One history. of the coolest days. January 6th, 2023. Ontario Provincial Police say they're working to determine whether they should investigate the matter. <laughs> so that's cool. Mm. We're, we're investigating whether we should yeah, investigate. Literally. Oh, we'll get back Sitting to around you. smoking ciggies. Do we need donuts. to do our job? Yeah. Uh, mm. I'm sure there's an indigenous person we could drop in the middle of nowhere instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For for our records, we need to know uh, the list of skin colors of the people involved <laughs> yeah. to make it a priority or not. Yeah, they, they, they just they're like someone needs to be taken a task for this. So they just like arrest and beat up one like black real estate agent. They're like, <laughs> all right, guys, <laughs> we got him. We all right, this green belt thing, <laughs> all over with. We got him. We took him to justice. <laughs> uh, so ten days after the. OPP says that they might investigate investigating it. Uh, Ontario's integrity commissioner and auditor general both announced that they will conduct separate probes. The integrity commissioner launches an investigation into Clark based on a complaint from the NDP leader, Merritt Stiles. She asked the commissioner to investigate whether Clark broke ethics rules around making a public policy decision to further someone's private interests. So it's just to see if he made those communications. I think if you make an ethics violation complaint, they have to look into it, I Hmm. think. Yeah, that, um, I mean that that sounds correct. I feel like it w- the system wouldn't work otherwise. Would you be like, no? Yeah, that one sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where like the orange juice fiasco came from. Do you remember that? The hundred and fifty dollar the OJ trial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw a cool. I saw a cool Netflix show. <laughs> I David do call Schwimmer it the fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. No, what's this <laughs> orange ju- orange juice thing? It was, it was uh, I think it had to do with someone's campaign spending. And then people were up in arms about how they had breakfast somewhere where the orange juice was $150 a glass. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, I, no, I, that's I, got to be a human trafficking thing. Where are the QAnon people? When we yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> if it's not human trafficking in that way, then it's like, oh, we had like these Chechen uh, teenagers crush the oranges with yeah. their feet. Yeah. That's why it costs yeah, yeah. so much. I There's just something... happen to have the Chechen teenagers on hand. Don't worry yeah. about it. Either it's insanely corrupt <laughs> or insanely evil. Either way, you should probably investigate the $150 yeah. glass of orange, orange juice. juice. <laughs> uh, so February 23rd. So this is a month and a bit after that ethics commission has been announced the uh, investigation uh styles the ndp leader uh asked the integrity commissioner to issue an opinion on ford's actions surrounding his daughter's stag and doe event ahead of her wedding ford has acknowledged that some developers who are his friends family friends uh attended the hundred dollar 150 dollar a ticket event and media reports say lobbyists and government relations firms were also invited. Yeah, Styles that's some says Godfather shit right there. Yeah, yeah. let's make it. Uh, oh, I'm having a charity thing. Come yeah. on out to it. It's not networking for these, you know, evil organized crime things that I'm doing. Um, 
Styles says in her complaint that several individuals and developers who attended the subsequent wedding have received favorable minister zoning orders, and at least one has benefited from the Greenbelt changes itself. Yeah, I like the thing that drives me crazy about that is that like we're not doing a stag and doe because we don't think it's classy enough. And and yet you could like maybe I'm wrong because you can have like some real like swanked up like cool Chinese businessman. You should yeah, you should in- invite the Tokyo partners to your uh stag and doe and just have them. <laughs> that would be <laughs> sick. Just two very stern businessmen hanging out. <laughs> Come on, put the tie on your forehead. <laughs> Relax, you work all day. Um, so March... I'm trying to bite the garter off one of their legs. <laughs> March 16th, so this is a month later, uh, the Integrity Commissioner temporarily sets aside the Stag and Doe request, saying there's an overlap with the Greenbelt investigation that's already underway. The Commissioner says he and his staff are reviewing the extensive material that they've gathered so far have done independent research and are preparing summonses for numerous witnesses to be interviewed. So things, the ball is really rolling regarding that ethics commission thing. Yeah. I bet it all turn out well. Yeah. That's like with my most pessimistic view, uh, how I see this shaking out, uh, is that the, the result, the, the victory that the NDP and the liberals will hoard, uh, look, the, the victory that the NDP and the liberals will lord over uh, the conservatives is that they managed to change uh, the, the laws and the regulations, making it so you have to be a little more discreet and a little more backward yeah. when you're doing yeah. that well, shit. Greenbelt grants to Pell business grant recipients who are starting a small business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, you you have to personally like strangle fifty beavers yourself in order to prove that you really. Yeah, really it's want like it. the Wild West when you're settling land, where it's like you have to kill anything on that land, and then you get to keep it. I yeah. wonder what was on that land. <laughs> well, you know who's to say. <laughs> okay. There were there sure. were all these weird tents that had like smoke and fire there. If yeah. anything, I was putting Dumb out. Shit. Yeah, I was avoiding forest fires. Was, <laughs> that's what Smokey out, wanted. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I feel like Smokey was a colonial figure, you know? He's got some kind of weird colonial power to him. So uh, this brings us up to this month. Yeah. So th- this is where most of the developments have, have really started to, to roll out. Um, because on August 9th, the Auditor General, Bonnie Lissick, releases her report. Her findings include that all but one of the 15 sites removed from the Greenbelt were suggested not by civil servants but by Clark's chief of staff, who was given packages at an industry event by two of the key developers, <laughs> and that developers who had access to the top staffer wound up with 92% of the land that was removed. Oh, wow. 92%. Uh, if some sites did not meet the criteria for selection, such as for environmental reason, the criterion was simply dropped rather than selecting a different site. They just said, <laughs> we can just, don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah. about that thing. Yeah, it's just, just optional. You know, it's a suggestion, not a, not a, a hard and strong. The, the, yeah, well, that shit happens much more often than you oh, would yeah. think, uh, seeing as you can hire uh, private environmental uh, invest- yeah. uh, like assessors and investigators so, like, uh, for any project that you're doing. 
So it's like, oh, well, I had this certified company uh, tell me that it was okay. They sent like one twenty-something intern who walked around, said he didn't see an endangered frog, and left. Yeah, and that, and it's funny because I've seen that crop up in a lot of like, uh, like crime drama television, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, but who was the environmentalist that allowed? or the environment specialist that allowed this development to happen. And it's like some dude who's like never had a job before. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no just show to school. No, yeah. it, it, it's all organized crime shit. It's like, if you can't get the permits from one person, just go buy them from somebody else. Like, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. It, it's just the worst edition of the Sopranos. It's the Sopranos. Yeah. If all the characters were Ralphie Cifaretto, just like the most insane, <laughs> like unlikable, spirited, like evil, evil person. Nothing redeemable. No. Uh, so the next day, the Integrity Commissioner Office asks, uh, or sorry, says it has started reviewing a request from Ford's office to investigate Clark's chief of staff, Ryan Amato. So Steve Clark's chief of staff is now Italian. getting reviewed. Doug Ford is like, you should review what this guy's up to. He's he's the is that called a patsy? I think yeah, that's a patsy. He, he's the fall guy. He's the patsy. Yeah. Once again, an Italian. So he's gonna do the omuerte. He's gonna he's gonna do his time, get out, and they're gonna provide for him for the rest of his life. You know. Yeah. He's a made man. Yeah. Uh, four days later, Ford's office says it is creating a working group to implement <laughs> the recommendations from the report and wants to improve its processes. Uh-huh. Wow, that is the most vague shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, we want to improve our yeah. processes. We're listening and learning and growing. Uh, two days after that, Styles, the leader of the NDP in Ontario, asked the Integrity Commissioner to consider Lissick's findings that political staff were using personal email accounts and were regularly deleting emails. Hillary's emails, folks! No. The $150 orange juice, the emails, oh my god. It's happening again. We're gonna have a we're gonna have an Ontario pizza game. How far does this rabbit hole yeah. go? No, this it really does feel like 2016 all over again. Uh, Ontario, would that be a pizza pizza yeah, game? Is that anything? That's There's pretty, something wrong. A pizza Nova Gate. Yeah, pizza Nova. <laughs> pizza Getty Gate. It's fun to say. Uh, two days after that, uh, or rather, six days after that, Amato, the chief of staff for Clark, resigns. Oh. Well, bigger and better things, you know? I'm glad he's yeah. taking time for his mental health. Yeah. And then the next day... I, I'd, I'd like to see which of these developers he ends up working for. <laughs> no. The next day, on the 23rd, uh, the OPP refers the matter to the RCMP. They did this on Twitter. Uh, out of concern <laughs> yeah. over a perceived yeah. <laughs> conflict of interest, uh, the RCMP mm-hmm. says it will evaluate the information and assess whether to launch an investigation. RCMP, so, famously good at investigating, like... Fucking weird shit going on. You know, all of their other investigations have yielded such fruitful results. I'm sure this one will do the same. I love it that the OPP is like love protecting land. The OPP is just like I plead the fifth on on this one. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm tapping out. Sorry, folks. And they did it on Twitter, um, which was also really fun. At RCMP, you got me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You good? You got this one. So that was that is the timeline, the most recent timeline regarding the green belt. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? What do you? What? How do you? How does this make you feel? Bad. What do you think about this white boy? Poor. Yeah. yeah tell me. Uh, uh, if like 
I I've been trying to uh, you know understand uh, history more. Uh, That's sick. And I've I've been re- like uh, reading a lot about you know the the post uh, World War II sort of like basically how uh, you know capitalist um, hegemony uh, reached every single country uh, by you know buying off the uh, ruling class. Uh, so they, the ruling class will turn around and sell for pennies on the dollar the resources of the country. Uh, and that, like, you know, is what's happening here. Like, this is, you know, globalism. Uh, the, the final step is the, uh, you know, the, the centers of, of capital and power uh, extending beyond just, uh, you know, America, just the West, uh, and to other places, which then in turn buy out uh, places in the West. So we have these Chinese companies coming in and buying property and developing it, Italian companies. Uh, and like, all, like that's, that's the, you know, if, if we're trying to, you know, uh, gin up some uh, outrage uh, for the, the less bleeding hearts among us, uh, you know, just like, that's, that's definitely the thing that when I like at my workplace, when I'm like just listening to my coworkers talk about, that's what they're most upset about is the 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 foreign money uh, and the the foreign influence uh, on our land use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that in particular because I I hear a lot about uh, foreign businesses buying not only huge swaths of land but also all these apartments and stuff like that and selling it and making tons of money. And that's like aiding to the, or, or yeah, it's aiding the problem of the housing crisis, right? Like it's, it's, it's adding to it rather. Um, but I, I think it's also like a pretty easy cop out to not look at you know, oh, like 100%. your neighbor and be like, Oh, you're doing this. Yeah. Like, this is you, you are also the problem. You're letting this happen. No, it, it's, it, yeah, it's just pointing to the other guy while you're while you're taking the bag. You know, yeah. it does, doesn't matter like where the you know massively wealthy conglomerate is based, no. uh, like in what tax haven they they've chosen for themselves. Exactly. Uh, you know, they're they're still jerking you off. Yeah, and I think too. Um, I guess the only other update that we have at this moment is from and and I sent this article to you guys from the Chiefs of Ontario. Um, they had a a uh, a virtual meeting just yesterday, actually on the twenty eighth. Um, and and I can read a couple parts from this if you guys are okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they they put out an open letter, letter essentially, and it says the chiefs of Ontario demand Ontario return all removed greenbelt land parcels and call for criminal investigation into land removal. Um, on August 28th, the Chiefs of Ontario, the COO, called an emergency Chiefs Assembly to allow for all Ontario First Nations leadership to gather virtually to discuss the Auditor General of Ontario's special report on the Green Belt, as well as further direction for the Chiefs of Ontario to undertake with regard to the relationship with the provincial government. Um, during the emergency Chiefs Assembly, a resolution was passed by the Chiefs in Assembly that directs the COO, the Chiefs of Ontario, to demand that Premier Doug Ford commit to all the recommendations as outlined in the Auditor General's, General's report, including the recommendation to return all land parcels to the Greenbelt immediately. Um, 
basically and, and it goes on from there uh one of the one of the quotes here is from first nations point of view the situation in its entirety is corrupt said grand chief joel abram association of the iroquois and allied indians the aiai we will continue to support the rcmp in its considerations to conduct a full investigation into this matter so i i hope that this will just keep putting pressure onto the idea that this is like criminal activity and not just some casual schmoozing that's been going on that uh, our politicians are so well known to do. Um, and I hope more and more groups uh, put this pressure on uh, not only the RCMP, but also on Doug Ford's cabinet. Yeah, and folks, you you can be among those people. Uh, I we've plugged it on the show before, I believe, but hands off the green belt uh, is this uh, organization. I know the Green Party is involved. Your favorite, uh, the Green Belt Foundation, is anime which there? is a, a nonprofit. Um, this is her redemption. No, I arc. wish. Uh, no, it's it's the 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 Guelph boy, the the one uh, seat in the Ontario Greens. Mm. Uh, we love him. But uh, yeah, like, you know, petition, uh, petitions you can sign, uh, MPs, MPPs and uh, MPs and neighbors you can call. Uh, yeah, like this is, you know, it's, I, I, I said it before, the only good thing about this country uh, is, you know, the, the land. It, it, like is the, you know, the, the if, if we want to get hippy dippy, the you know the all, all of the the beautiful plants and animals uh, who are our brothers on this earth uh, who uh, do not get any votes uh, and do not have representation in the legislation uh, who we have to save all their pretty little homes uh, because you know they're the only innocent among God's creatures them and indigenous people all right that's uh that's probably enough <laughs> Bye. Bye.